This is One in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 54 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning, I'm speaking to two of my colleagues, the CEO and Executive Director of Anderson, Patrick Paul, and our Chief Operating Officer, Dr. Tina Covington. Tina and Patrick, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's nice to have you on. Um, and uh, we are going to... We could talk about many, many things, uh, you know, how we are getting through this crazy time in, in everybody's lives, the pandemic, um, uh, and uh, and so many things that are happening here that are uh, both challenging but also leading to some really incredible outcomes for people. Um, but this morning, we're actually going to get a little specific about a current partnership that Anderson Center for Autism has entered into with SUNY Empire State College um, and some of the uh, some of the new initiatives that go along with that partnership uh, and the impact that that will have in the field for families um, for up-and-coming professionals um, and the model that's really being created in terms of what uh, what might be next in the future for Anderson um, on a number of levels so with that introduction, I'm going to ask which one of you wants to start by kind of giving an overview of the uh, the partnership and and how it came to be. Well, I'd let Tina go ahead. She's the one closest to it and been working on it more than I am. So go ahead, Tina. Well, in terms of the partnership with Empire State College, uh, it really was initiated with our CEO Patrick Paul, who was an uh, is an alum of Empire State College and has. For years, I do believe, Patrick, you've been working with Empire State College on um, developing autism programs and looking to develop a track and applied behavior analysis. So um, I know you were working very closely with them. I think that was an interest of theirs. I think they saw this as a need in our community. So uh, through Patrick and uh, the, the president of Empire State College at the time, Jim Malatras, and the dean of graduate studies, Nathan Gagne, um, we started having collaborative meetings talking about what this would look like. And through these meetings, we identified that, number one, New York State needs more licensed behavior analysts to provide services to individuals on the spectrum. We have a greater need. We have more students that are and children that are being diagnosed with autism spectrum disorders, and we know that we need to help develop the workforce. It's not enough people to um, provide the, the services that these children need. So we knew there was a workforce issue. Um, we know that um, families need access to really good quality behavior analytic supports to help them and develop, you know, their children and their even young adults. And uh, I think with uh, this collaboration, we were able to identify some very, you know, targeted things. Not only do we have an issue in that we don't have enough behavior analysts, I think we need, they recognize that individuals on the spectrum who are going to college, how do we make sure that they're successful? So we had three different things we're looking at. First, workforce development, helping our communities, and helping individuals on the spectrum succeed in college. I think um, as, as we worked with uh, Empire State College and, and, and their administration there, uh, we started to, to recognize that, that we could create a platform by which 
we could meet many of the needs of, of, uh, of families uh, and individuals with autism uh, by providing uh, services that, that, that historically have been sort of separated and not as coordinated or cohesive as they, as they could be. And, uh, and so we're really developing uh, a multi-funded uh, platform by which we can really deliver uh, services uh, to not only children but adults in the community and connect that to training professionals uh, to become board-certified behavior analysts and licensed behavior analysts in the state and, uh, and potentially uh, in, in the region and country. So, so this is uh, this is going to be sort of a new model that that we're putting together uh, to really meet the needs uh, on both creating new uh, professionals and also providing direct service. And many times in areas where there is no service or there are no professionals because they're so hard to come by. Right. So okay. So definitely a um, oh, excuse me multifaceted impact or or goal here. Um, Ranging from service, uh, providing additional services, good quality services, as you said, Dr. Covington, um, uh, for children. Um, and then, Patrick, you mentioned adults, and I want to throw in there, having been a part of just some of the later meetings um, about this, this partnership, that it seemed also that the, that the SUNY model and the Empire State College model of sort of accessibility, so a tremendous amount of online access to coursework, um, was was something that they uh, those folks I think felt very comfortable working on a way to um, recruit and successfully educate adults seeking um, uh, seeking certification or, or other coursework. So there's kind of that other piece of, of adults on the spectrum or young adults on the spectrum potentially um, attending their programs, and so it really did you know. It, for me, in any way, sitting there, it seemed like a very collaborative, um, mutually beneficial kind of um, uh, goal here. Um, let me let me ask you this, because I, I, I know the answer, but our listeners may not. Um, I assume that there is a financial strain on New York State in terms of maybe why uh, some of these services are so lacking and, and the professionals are so, there's not enough of them. Does this model provide financial um, uh, um, health in any way? Does it, will this help um, with, with the lack of funding available currently? So, and what I mean well, by that is, is in terms of how much it costs to provide services in New York State to children and adults on the autism spectrum. Yeah, one of the bases of 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 the of the, the model that's that's being created is that multi-funding uh, for for uh, for a center. Um, you know, we we may have a preschool that's that's really focused in in the, on, on individuals with autism. Uh, we will will probably provide other services. Uh, some of them that are reimbursed from from uh, from from preschool services to to, to day daycare services uh, to insurance services uh, and, and 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 other types of uh, services that that could be provided. We'll also be uh, going after grants uh, and and also going to be working with the the, the community uh, individuals and their families with autism to really identify what's specific about their their area, what's specific maybe about their region and what needs that they need, and we'll incorporate that as a as a uh, moving forward as a focus. 
so so this is going to be collaborative it's going to be engaging the community it's going to be uh the the outcome of this will be uh a, a a great deal of uh, of collaboration with, with people, uh, stakeholders that that are going to be benefiting from this uh, from this service that we're the services that we're creating. Right. Okay. Great. Like so, so you are, and I know that there have been some town halls and some future town hall meetings planned to continue to solicit questions and feedback about the needs. Um, from families and other service providers, and I think school districts, right, in terms of where the gaps really are. Uh, Tina, can you talk a little bit about what the goal of those town hall meetings um, is? And, and if you've, I think there was one round of them already, if you, um, you know, kind of got any, anything that surprised you or you found interesting in terms of what people were asking about? Absolutely. Uh, we have had one town hall meeting so far and with Empire State College. The focus of those town halls is really to um, look at a, you know, we're looking at different regions around New York State and we're wanting to engage the community and to find out from them what they feel their community is lacking, what they need, what area of support uh, do they feel that they need uh, to build to provide the like again those quality services for their children and young adults and adults on the autism spectrum? I think interestingly, we there were a lot of questions and a lot of interest around adults on the spectrum wanting uh, interested in the program and what type of supports they would get through Empire State College uh, on the collegiate level. So there was a lot of questions around that uh, with our first town hall, so which is great. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think we've known for, for years that that um, is something that we hear from families and from individuals, especially those who have graduated from high school and can get into a college of their choice um, and and for reasons that you wouldn't otherwise uh, think would be kind of the downfall of somebody's college experience, um, things, things kind of go downhill for them. And, and many times people on the spectrum who can certainly get through the academics and, and certainly uh, attend class and, and get their work done um, end up leaving college settings for other reasons, often social-related reasons, um, not knowing where to get the, the support that they might need to have it really feel like a meaningful experience. So, um, so it doesn't really surprise me that that was a big question area. Um, and again, it's it's just great to know that there are partners out there who are um, who are starting to really understand what it might take and and who to partner with and who better than Anderson Center for Autism, right? This is what we do um, in terms of putting together programs that um, that will hopefully address those gaps that might exist somewhere else. So I'm, I'm uh, thrilled to hear that there was interest there. Uh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, though, in about a minute, um, I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a couple minutes, Tina, to, uh, to remember those numbers you shared with me, because I think it is important that our listeners hear exactly how much it costs. Uh, you know, in New York, it costs the state currently to support an individual with autism. I often bring that up because I want to remind all of our listeners that um, you don't grow out of autism, and so um, what might be covered by school district funding for a while changes as soon as that person turns 21, and the implications are enormous. And then maybe we can get into a little bit more detail about the services that will be provided, both in the preschool you mentioned, Patrick, and um, and at this uh, through this community center model. This is 1 in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. 
Hey, Hudson Valley, got plans on October 7th from 7 to 8 p.m.? Now you do, and you don't even have to leave home. Anderson Center for Autism is hosting a virtual Year of the DSP event to honor direct support professionals. Join us for a celebration of the people who kept us inspired during these challenging times and help us honor this year's above and beyond award winner who's been selected by our very own Anderson families. Proceeds benefit Anderson's Emergency Response Fund. Learn more at andersoncenterforautism.org slash DSP. Welcome back to 1 in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and I'm talking this morning with Anderson Center for Autism's Chief Executive Officer and Executive Director, Patrick Paul, and our Chief Operating Officer, Dr. Tina Covington. And we're talking today about uh, a partnership that sort of started um, through some connections that go back to, to Patrick being an alum of SUNY Empire State College that have really turned into the development of a, an autism community center model that Anderson is developing and really proud of in collaboration with SUNY Empire State um, who uh, is working with us on providing access to uh, an education for individuals on the spectrum, also uh, certification classes in applied behavior analysis, which will um, which will increase the number of licensed board certified behavior analysts in New York State, where there is a, a significant um, uh, deficit there, um, as well as providing quality services to families in need in a coordinated and cohesive way, um, not only for children, but also for adults. Um, that's kind of the quick summary. Um, I, I want to, just just to kind of hit the impact, uh, Tina, if you wouldn't mind, can you just throw out the number uh, in terms of how much New York State spends or is maybe expected to spend, that's an even bigger number, by 2025 uh, on um, supporting an individual through the lifespan, um, you know, individuals from childhood through adulthood um, on the spectrum. It, it's a significant number. According to Autism Speaks, $461 billion are expected to be expended by 2025. That is the cost that the families uh, incur in terms of across their their medical expenses, their therapy expenses, lost time uh, to their uh, to their job. So this is the the you know the combined cost that's expected to hit by 2025. Is that New York State or is that throughout the country or the world? Even? That's throughout the country. That's throughout the country. Okay. United States. But an astronomical number when you think about um, when you think about uh, what can be done through creative and innovative partnerships, um, such as the one we're talking about today, which especially the fact that it covers so many different parts of it. Um, there's an educational component. There's a service delivery component. There's a training um, and professional development component. And so um, I think what we're really trying to say is that this is something that we believe um, can grow and can be replicated and should be and, and um, hopefully we'll see more of because we talk about this all the time. I mean, something has to be done, something different and new has to be done um, to support the individuals as they, especially as they age, out of regular school age supports. Speaking of which, um, Tina, can you talk a little bit about uh, something you mentioned when we were off the air, the uh, Autism Supportive College Initiative? Absolutely. Another piece of our partnership that uh, came out of our collaboration with Empire State College is um, they, re- they had a real interest in becoming um, autism supportive. 
So um, Anderson Center for Autism has for many years, when, uh, we have an autism supportive environment program where historically we've gone in and we've, we've uh, supported businesses, trained people in business to better support their community, better support families with children on the spectrum. Of course, as many people know, this, this initiative expanded into um, our local village here in Rhinebeck becoming an autism supported village. Empire State College has been following this, was very interested in learning more about this, and they are moving forward with now becoming an autism supportive college, meaning that Anderson Center for Autism, in collaboration with um, their founding director for the autism of uh, the uh, the Center for Inclusivity at Empire State College, Dr. Noor Syed, are going. They're going to be working together to train admissions personnel. Uh, to train all of their staff in each department on how to better support um, our learners with autism who are going to college and also providing some, some you know, upgrading their website, providing support, supports to their website, providing possibly additional supports down the road. So that's in development and in the works, which I think is really excited because it really shows the commitment from uh, Empire State College to provide enhanced supports to all of their learners at the college. That sounds amazing. Um, again, something that we'd love to see others um, follow suit with. That, like we talked about before, there's definitely historically been a, a significant obstacle that I, I hear about all the time when I interview people on this show, especially parents of um, of individuals with autism who have uh, gone through their school system and in our adults looking for meaningful life experiences. And one of the things I hear repeatedly is that, well, we tried college and it just didn't work out. And and um, many times it's uh, it's for those those things that that can usually be addressed. But there has to be somebody or a group of people at that college level who's saying, let's address this and let's take into consideration what families and individuals are telling us they need instead of sort of a prescriptive, this is what we think will we'll do the trick. So I love that um, collaboration and, and utilizing the system we've developed at Anderson, the uh, Autism Supportive Environment Program makes, makes tremendous sense. So looking forward to hearing more updates on that as we go along. Um, I, either one of you can answer this next question, but it really has to do with sort of the other end of, of um, somebody's experience, the other the other side of it, and that's early childhood and preschool. Um, people talk all the time about preschools, about early intervention. Um, obviously, there's tremendous literature out there that, that, that notes the benefit of supporting children when they're, you know, very young um, and first identified on the spectrum, or at least at the preschool age. Uh, it sounds like Anderson is getting ready to get involved in the preschool level. Do one of you want to talk about some of the, the um, those pieces coming online? I think there's something connected to the community center and then also something um, else, Patrick, that you mentioned when we first started. We've always had an interest in moving into preschool um, and uh, even early intervention because that that's really going to get the biggest bang for the buck as it relates to providing services, which, which ultimately increase. Um, create better outcomes for individuals uh, as they go through their school age time and then uh, graduate and and then uh, as as adults. So so that's the most uh, leverage that we're going to have is when these children are very young. Uh, in and in, in that pursuit, uh, we're looking at um, opening up some preschools and uh, uh, looking at Pine Plains, uh, which would uh, actually house. Uh, 
a couple of classrooms, and and that they would draw in children uh, on the spectrum from many school districts uh, in the area, uh, and it's going to be an ABA model, and it's probably um, going to be uh, uh, one of the most. Uh, um, uh, focused uh, programs on autism uh, in, in the area. Uh, and we're also looking at uh, using, uh, creating a preschool up, up in the Capital District uh, uh, in order to be the bait, one of the base uh, components of our autism center. Uh, I think the, 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 the nice part about, about that is, is that, uh, you know, we'll also have a, obviously day services there, uh, the, uh, the daycare there also, um, and we'll be able to provide other services there to support these these young children that will help them to, to leverage that youth uh, in order to create better outcomes as the, as these children get older and into adult, adulthood. Um, you know, we're going to be working with school districts very closely. Um, what we, we currently do consulting the school districts. We're really starting to, to tremendously leverage uh, technology uh, in order to meet uh, the needs of young children and, and, uh, and older children and adults. Uh, farther into the community where there may not be any services. So, so as we as we layer on these services and we make sure that they all make sense, uh, you know, we're using really the preschool as one of the bases for our um, expansion and, uh, and and development of this community center. Sounds great. I know it's been something that we've wanted to do for a long time, and and there's been repeated requests for for Anderson's expertise to go in these new directions. So it's exciting. You mentioned technology, um, not to, to bring the pandemic into this, but I know that, that the use of technology and the leverage of technology right now is something that the pandemic actually sort of pushed forward here at Anderson. So um, not that we wouldn't have gotten to this, uh, you know, anyway, but it, it is interesting that sometimes through even the darkest uh, times you can see some um, some light in terms of uh, some opportunity, uh, especially when it comes to accessibility. And I know we don't have too much time left, but I know that one aspect we didn't talk about much yet is um, the accessibility of these services to typically underserved uh, families and underserved individuals in 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 remote locations and um, and through the use of technology and telebehavioral health and uh, teleservice provision, um, I know that's going to be a component of this uh, these projects as well. Um, any comment on on that before we have to close up? I cannot comment on that, Eliza. I, I'm glad you brought that up because it's very important because it kind of goes along with what we had talked about earlier in terms of uh, uh, New York State not having enough certified licensed behavior analysts to provide the support to children with autism uh, need. We have the out of 1,700 licensed professionals, the majority of them, over 64%, live in the southern tier of New York State. That's Westchester and below. So these t these models will help. Uh, access to telehealth and teletherapy, and with this collaboration with Empire State College will be really expanding the, the workforce and we'll be able to use technology to really reach into those areas of New York State that don't have the, the quality or the licensed professionals to provide the supports that's needed. 
I think that that's a that's a significant part of this puzzle and um, and I know that the families and the individuals living throughout the state, which people have to remember, we are a big state. We are more than New York City and, and Long Island and, uh, and Westchester. And, and even here in the Hudson Valley, I think we have the benefit of some of those folks coming up a little farther north to work. But certainly in, in uh, the northern tier and, and western New York, um, there's a significant need uh, that, that just grows as you go farther out. So, so I'm looking forward to getting more updates and, and having you back on uh, when we get more of this up and running and can see how it's going. Patrick, as an alum of uh, SUNY Empire State, do you have any parting words about how, you know, how it feels to be leading this organization in a partnership with your former, um, one of your former uh, educational institutions? Yeah, I mean, it, it feels fabulous. Uh, one of the things that uh, Empire is known for is is uh, working with uh, um, uh, adult learners, uh, veterans, uh, individuals with disabilities, and this falls right into what their mission is. So, so this collaboration is just so natural and kind of works really well. And so, I'm excited to be uh, working with them, and I'm sure that uh, that both our missions will be met uh, through this partnership. That's great. All right, all good things lie uh, here in the horizon, and we will uh, give updates on, on this podcast in the future once we have these uh, the center up and running and some updates on the, on the work. Dr. Covington and Patrick Paul, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's great talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. This is 1 in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and remember, Anderson cares. Good morning. And- You've been listening to 1 in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week.